You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hey everyone, it's episode 15 of That's Awesome Pod. When I said hey everyone, um, Siri on my computer heard me and oh, it's doing it again and it keeps talking to me. Hi Siri. (laughs) Nothing, no response though. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, today is, um, oh, I forgot that we announced that we were going to announce something and then we didn't announce the thing. (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> yeah Oops. so we announced that we were going to announce something last week and then we didn't announce it so we so we then announced that we were going to announce it at a different time <laughs> and we did um yeah so it's been if, announced it's been announced so if you've seen our instagram <laughs> or any of our socials you've you've now known due to our announcements that um, <laughs> we've joined a podcast network called Sound Talent Media, uh, which I am super, super excited about and something that we've been working toward uh, and working on for at least the past few months now, almost, you know, the when we started the podcast. Um, and there's like a ton of other podcasts that are also on it that I'm actually a fan of that I, we didn't really know the other podcasts that were going to be announced with it. So um, it was exciting for us to see who else is on the roster along with us. So uh, podcasts like the Finn McKinty uh, Punk Rock NBA podcast, um, the um, Jeff Rickley's podcast, Chris from Less Than Jake's podcast. There's like, how many are there? There's like 15, I think. Yeah. Right? And there's a ton on there. The uh, Peer Pleasure podcast. What was the ones that you were that you knew, Josh? Uh, Tone Mob and the Devil Wears Prada podcast. Yeah, so there's a bunch of really cool ones on there. So make sure you give them a follow. Sound Talent Media. Um, Really pumped. And the other thing that's really cool for me personally is like the people that kind of run this bar. actually people that have been in the music industry that I've worked with in some capacity um, here and there. Um, the guys that reached out to me about it were actually all agents. Um, but 
there's not a lot of booking going on right now. So the agency has kind of turned into this, which is something that they had wanted to do for a while, I guess. Um, so it's cool to be working with them and, and they know their shit in the industry. So um, I'm sure that, you know, we're going to be able to utilize their network quite a bit to, you know, promote our own stuff and get guests and all that stuff. So really, really excited. And stay tuned for like more exclusive stuff. We're going to be doing some kind of little collaboration with them uh, this month uh, that you guys will see when it comes out shortly. All right? Cool. Did I get everything? <laughs> I think so. You ever notice how like after I finish something, I always make sure that you approve of it? <laughs> I always approve. Well, no, but... I ask you because you always have all the info and I usually forget a couple things, you know? I have the info? Yeah, dude. Like, you have oh, is everything. that why I posted and then nobody told me that I wasn't supposed to post? No, 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 no. You have the info as far as, like, you have more info than me. Like, you hit, told me this morning that the video, the promotion video is in the email just because I didn't check it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Let's shift. Let's go to this week's episode. Um, this week. Oh, you know what? Let's talk about this first. Uh, let's talk about Throne again. Okay. Throne has been like, I haven't been personally as active in it this week because I'm home visiting family right now. Uh, my sister got married this weekend, which was really fun. Uh, we had like a very small um quarantine friendly wedding um the ceremony was so small in fact that uh pretty much everyone that was in the ceremony was also somehow working there like i was i was the film guy during it and my cousin officiated you know like it was just <laughs> yeah. so they could have everyone in because i think we were only allowed in 10 people total um wow. and then we had like a very small get together at my parents' house. So it's fun. It's been good to be home and everything. But um, but we'll be more active in there soon. We posted a new live stream uh, or just kind of a short video Josh and I took yesterday in there this morning. Um, and we're going to be doing those drawings for the uh, giveaways shortly as well. So those the giveaways that we have right now, the Royal Coda uh, vinyl and CD, we have an Andres CD, and we have the two... Uh, Ice Nine crew shirts that we still haven't done the drawings for. The Ice Nine um, shirts and the um, Andre CD, those are closed right now, but you can still join for the next couple days and be entered to win the Royal Coda um, vinyl and CD as well. Um, if it's seven bucks a month, for those of you that haven't heard what we do in there, it's all sorts of more exclusive content, mini interviews, live streams. AMAs, giveaways, and just like an open kind of forum chat with, you know, guests pop in there and um, all sorts of stuff. So check it out, throne.live slash at my name, right? Joe O'Keefe. I think so. Yeah. So yeah. check it out and um, yeah, join us in that. It's fun. All right. This week... We have Kyle 
who's the vocalist for Picturesque as our guest. Um, we kind of go through it a little bit. I, it's, I think it's actually the first thing we talked about. Um, but we, um, I kind of told him how I discovered the band, which was pretty organically, actually. So when Sinjin, their manager, reached out and asked if I would be interested in having them on, um, yeah, I was pretty pumped to do it because it's someone that I have never met I have never seen perform or anything. So it, it was kind of interesting to learn about their journey and like even kind of what their experience touring has been like, because I, I really went into it pretty blind. I didn't know a ton, um, which was fun, but I knew the music because someone had showed it to me or I had heard someone showing it to someone else and I asked about it because I, I liked it. So another Equal Visions artist, uh, seems like we like those bands i think <laughs> so yeah we should we should uh maybe even have maybe i should reach out to dan the owner and see if he'd come on and chat for a little that'd be cool um yeah, yeah. so yeah this was a fun one uh again a lot of uh this, i think he had they have a pretty interesting story too where they kind of um they had mostly their experience with their the or at least Kyle had mostly experience with like former bands. And then when picturesque kind of came to be, they just were already so like tested with their other projects that they just knew exactly what needed to happen. So it moved very, very quickly and it sucks because they're still kind of, you know, growing and the pandemic kind of really put a, you know, a hard stop on the progress that they were making. So I'm glad to be able to have them on and hopefully help them out, promote them and everything. Definitely recommend checking them out. And I think, the interview was pretty fun too. So anything uh, you want to add, Josh, before we do that? Nope. Cool. All right. Let's send it over to She says she love me, but she don't. recording uh welcome to the pod thank you for being our guest uh yeah thanks for having me yeah of course so um i want to give you a little background about you know what i know of your band and everything um because to be honest with you i i, I don't know a ton um i'll tell you kind of my like discovery story i guess so i was um i've known of the name for uh, uh quite a while um it's only been and it was actually, what was it? It might have been last year, maybe April. Um, Billy from Absolute Merch was yeah. on my band's bus hanging out. And he was like, oh, I want to show you the, the uh, picturesque um, like, stuff that they're working on to, to someone else on the bus. And I, I kind of popped in. I was like, this is pretty fucking sick. Who is this? And like me and Billy kind of chatted about it for a while. So... Um, and then, you know, that was before the new album had come out, but they were, I think, you know, demos or early recordings of, of those songs. So, um, True. 
Yeah, yeah. So I was excited. I, I had kind of been actually looking forward to the release because of that yeah. night, because that's the only time I had heard it. So um, awesome. when everything kind of came out, you know, it, it, it's um, I've only listened to it few uh, through a few times. So like since it's been out and everything, but um, yeah. after Sinjin kind of emailed and was like, yo, do you want to have Kyle on from Picturesque? I was like, yeah, I really got to like revisit that and listen to it because I, I really enjoyed it like every time yeah. I listened to it. So I'm really looking forward to, to kind of hearing, you know, your story and, and, and the origins of the band and all that stuff. Um, so I guess I would start with, you know, how did how did you get involved in music uh, early on, maybe even before picturesque? Uh, I mean, I think everybody like just as just as a kid, like everybody sings. It's just something that we do just because mm-hmm. we're human. Um, so. I mean, ever since I can remember, that's just been something that uh, that I've been involved with. Uh, some of my earliest memories, like uh, since my parents are separated, like we would drive back from uh, one house to the other, and my dad had a uh, tape with uh, shit. What was the band? Boys to Men on it, and like so, we would both be singing and like doing harmonies and shit, like whenever I was five. And so it's just like one of that's my awesome. early that's fondest so memories. Yeah, dude. And so like I've I've just always always been drawn to music in one way or another and um like i mean i'm from the south so grew up in church and all that kind of stuff and it's just it's hey, you and josh have common ground there hey <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, cool. so, uh about an hour north of chicago so i've lived here my whole life Gotcha. Yeah, but he grew up. You, Josh, grew up playing in like church bands and stuff, right? Oh shit, that's awesome. Yeah, so. yeah, nice. Yeah, they, so did you kind of grow up in that like in, in that scene too, like the the Christian music scene or anything like that, or was it kind of just coincidental? I mean, there's like there's like a phase to where like every band in the scene was a christian band so we were just I mean, talking like, about that like before yeah, this yeah, call yeah. so yeah really well, yeah like every fun. like back you know solid state tooth and nail like all those yeah were, right yeah yeah dude like the whole cornerstone crew um, right yeah but yeah. yeah so like i like bands and metal and stuff like that was my first introduction was the christian music scene but as far as like music growing up now it was mostly like uh like 90s pop and country um that's just what i grew up with so gotcha yeah yeah um and then so when did you decide to kind of like pursue that and even on like a local scale or whatever like when did you want to be in a band like take your time singing with your dad in the car or whatever and turn it into something that you were creating your own stuff um it's a good question it's kind of hard to kind of pinpoint that time right yeah, it's probably like tenth grade in high school. Um, mm-hmm. I finally like got a guitar um, and stuff and started learning how to play. And then uh, some friends said they had a band that they needed a guitarist for, so I tried out. And now I was actually better uh, suited for yelling at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started doing one of those things. Yeah, so sure. Doing all the death metal bullshit. Um, but yeah, it's so that, I feel like everyone in, in like mm-hmm. a uh, in in like a, a pop leaning band like has that background too like so oh, many sure. of my friends you know yeah. dude it's actually funny one of uh, this is a tangent again there's a lot of tangents here okay so oh, if yeah. you have one feel free to go off on it um 
a buddy of mine, his name's Mike Naren. He plays in Panic at the Disco. He's their guitarist. And oh, cool. I met him when I was in 10th grade. Um, I'm from Boston, which is where I am now. I'm just visiting family. But um, mm-hmm. he was from Connecticut, and we were both playing in death metal bands. And we played a basement church together, uh, like 2005, maybe. Maybe earlier. Um, and now he's like pop superstar, Panic at the Disco guitarist. You know? Dude, that's fucking cool, though. It's super cool. Yeah. It's wild to watch some of these people too. Um, just come up out of all that. So yeah. I know. Yeah, I think you learn your chops and stuff there, and then you kind of uh, oh, learn how to use it. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's cool as shit, man. So did you did you start a band in high school, or was it like, dude, you'd be surprised how many bands we've had on where like I almost don't want to ask the question anymore because so many people I ask like their current band is their first band. So was oh, this, God. yeah, was Definitely this your not. first thing or no? No, um, it's the first one that we tried to push, uh, to like, to be marketable. Um, very first band, like I said, it was, we only played one show and it was like a, like just heavy fucking stupid thing. Um, and then after that, I moved up to Kentucky and joined a band, um, that was a little more like emo scene vibe thing and then had another one after that that had a few members from this one that was more an indie rock project Mm -hmm. and then it turned into picturesque so got it so you've you've had your what what was that timeline like uh see i'm not counting the 10th grade one because that was very short-lived but sure see so well, wait, hold Probably on before like, you before you go like, on. What, oh. what was the name of the the band, the tenth grade band? Uh, I love old band names, dude. I, I just want to make sure it's not online to find first. Hold up. <laughs> oh God, I hope not. I had um, dude, it's so bad. I think we had in sixth grade. I was in a punk band called Spit, and all we did oh, was screw. do. <clears throat> all he did was like punk covers of Beatles songs I think that was it Jeez, dude that's kind of sick though it wasn't alright I don't see any videos uh, it's called Cross Note um, Cross so Note. yeah hopefully no one will ever find that because it was so bad like well, I said we played one show and there was there was video from it so I, I had to make sure that didn't exist oh I hope um, someone finds it <laughs> No, it's gone. I I asked uh, the person to take it down a long time ago, but I didn't know if they did. So, yeah, dude, it was that bad. Um, but uh, we did have, dude. So, all right. To me, at some point, all metal bands started to sound the same, and mm-hmm. uh, like whenever it was that chug core yeah. thing over and over. So, whenever I was in the uh, like for the first time I moved to Kentucky. Um, whenever I was in that band, we had like, we didn't want to say no to shows. So we pitched, if somebody asked like our band to play a show, we pitched this other band that we made up that we would have like one rehearsal before and we never wrote songs for. And literally all it was, was improvised breakdowns. And then I just screamed nonsense over it. Dude, that's fucking hilarious because I have the identical story. No fucking like, way. Like dude. to a T identical story. 
like we that's would hilarious. Sh- that's it was mine was called um van flip nice <laughs> that's pretty funny uh ours was memphis the killbot that's good it was yeah it was it was fucking gnarly i stole that name from like one of the uh dudes that i tried to start a band with like a like in high school um but it dude it's it's the funny did you guys choreograph the whole thing though okay this is this is really funny that you're asking these questions uh let me give you the story and let me tell you tell me if it it aligns with yours okay 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 let's go okay so mine started with me and my buddy matt in um his apartment with guitar hero guitars um just kind of making fun of like guitar moves and stuff like throwing it over our shoulders and all that and so while we were doing that we started like just humming like a stupid chug pattern which then turned into the only chug pattern that we ever used right and and what we did was it was actually it the band was like it was me um matt um this kid pat alex who was in the band recon um and then um brian who's in the who's in a band called great american ghost and used to, I think he used to play for Vanna for a bit too. And so we, and, and what we would do is show up to shows, demand that we play, and then we would play our one breakdown, and the whole place would just go fucking nuts, and then we would leave. And then um, we actually got offered a, a record deal. <laughs> You're fucking kidding. Yeah, and wow. we, and like had a full tour booked for us with that band Life Ruiner. And they like printed merch for us, and we were like, "No, no, 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 no! This is a joke, not happening!" Like, oh my god, put the kibosh on that real quick. And you guys <laughs> didn't have any material actually written. You literally just played one breakdown. Well, it was one chug pattern, but you know there was the two-step drum beat, and then there was the oh, big, yeah, yeah. big halftime drum beat. But it was all the same thing, dude. There's that's there's beautiful. there's like video and photo evidence evidence of it online. It's pretty great. That's they were very violent shows. Hilarious. Violent shows. Very violent. That's what, dude. That's like with Knocked Loose. I mean, like the music's cool, but I think a big thing that pushed them was just like the videos of how like crazy their shows Mm -hmm. were. So yeah, I mean that's sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah, it's true. So is that in any way? I mean, obviously, I think ours got a little extreme when we got offered a deal. But did you have kind of the same like joking mentality about the whole thing? Absolutely. We actually wore masks because we, uh, I didn't want anybody to know like who we actually were. Uh, so we went straight Slipknot for a second. Um, but the only thing that we did was actually like choreograph the whole thing. And so like there were different patterns to it. Um, but we just ripped them out of like a million different songs. It's like, yo, this song has like a two step part. Yo, this song has like this breakdown. Right. We'll just do all these. Yeah. And it's so, just crowd pleasing stuff, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it was super unoriginal, but it was all choreographed. And like the first show we played, there was a re- like super drunk dude that walked up to us and was like, dude, that was the tightest set I've ever seen or heard. <laughs> and we're just like, oh my God. I know it's but scary it when was... you do something that's like so over the top, like a joke, like doing all the cliche yeah. things and people just eat it up. Like they, they're so into it that they don't even see the irony in it. Right. 100% but it was it was fun yeah for sure but that's crazy that you guys pushed it that far by accident well we only dude we only played like two shows and we were never on we were only no we played three shows and we were only listed on the bill once because if our friends bands were playing we would show up 
and then a bunch of the guys in this band were like big scary dudes and it was like Boston mm-hmm. and so they would just be like oh, we're true. playing and the promoter would be like no and then they'd be like yes we are and then we would <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? so you bullied your way into the scene that's beautiful yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus man that's funny it's it really stupid yeah. all right anyway so Jeez. you had your 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 joke uh cliche crowd pleasing band <laughs> when was that yeah. uh was that in kentucky that was, you said or yeah that was so like right after high school i moved up to kentucky to play music with some dudes and then ended up moving back down to uh technically southeast missouri but um everybody's from northeast arkansas which is where i grew up um, none of us none of us that are left in the band are actually from kentucky but we just liked it up here so we all stayed Sweet. um yeah what part of but, kentucky are you in uh we all live in louisville do you know danny Samet? i don't think i do damn danny Samet's like tour manager extraordinaire he's from that area i think but True. besides the point um cool so when did um like picturesque kind of like come together and you know i guess i hate saying this but you guys decided you wanted to like take it seriously and and pursue it and like made it into more of like a business um so essentially we were that indie rock band but we had a guitarist that just liked to play shred music um and then we all had like a background in the scene or like listening to that kind of music and all that i was like dude we have all of the pieces to make like a successful version of one of these like rise core bands or whatever or like Mm -hmm. these 2009 bands and so i was like let's just rebrand and do that and uh we were like in the process of writing uh for the like indie thing and it was just kind of going weird and it was like a really I don't know. Just it was weird. Didn't feel right. Yeah, it didn't feel right. Um, So we decided that uh, we were gonna try to write for like that genre, and then um, I I convinced everybody that we needed to go to a producer, Um, and then everybody at that point kind of started. Maybe it wasn't a. I don't know, but uh, so essentially I convinced everybody that we needed to do producer and everything. And like, if we're going to do this, like, let's do it big. And mm-hmm. then uh, Zach, our guitarist, uh, was moving to Houston. And then I was like, yo, I don't have shit going on. So I'll just move down there with you. The scene's better, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And so um, everybody that was like the whole band decided they were going to pick up and move to Houston and so that's whenever we all like kind of knew that like we were going to push this because we all moved into a house together away from our family. Right. And right. Uh, just that's a big focused move. on writing. Yeah. Just focused on writing and kind of growing as people. Um, and so, yeah, that's I think awesome. it was probably, probably whenever we started rebranding and, uh, and stuff during the, uh, the band before it. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We, I feel like a lot of our episodes in the past, few weeks have always had this like I guess we, we've been talking a lot about how people get started with this stuff and, and I, be, I feel like now it's just hammering it into people that you just kind of got to bite the bullet and do it right like yeah. you just dive in you don't really know what's going to happen 
but if you don't put yourself in that situation, you'll never find out. Right. hundred percent, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, go big or go home mentality. That's right. Kind of what you have. Cool. So you guys moved out to Houston, started mm-hmm. writing, uh, kind of for a new genre or a different kind of feel. And then right. what happened from there? Um, well there, so there was like a one member change because he had a kid, which now he plays bass for us, uh, Jordan. Um, so Jordan left the band. We had another guy named Robert that was playing bass at the time. Uh, we didn't have a drummer. We had booked time with Eric Ron. Um, so I called Cole, uh, which is uh, our first drummer. He, uh, he was in the joke band and the one that I moved to Kentucky for. Um, so I told him everything that's going on. And when I was like, yo, we just like, we need a studio drummer, all this, cause he won't do like fake drums. Uh, he decided that uh, he was gonna come down and uh, just wanted to be part of the band, but didn't want to move down to Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we ended up recording everything and sat on it for like a year and all moved up to Louisville or actually Lexington, then Louisville. So, okay. Um, just kind of sat on it for a while finally released it and was it uh, a self-release at that point yes and no uh so whenever i messaged uh eric ron to work with him he was managed by daniel rubin i think he still is um Mm -hmm. and uh daniel and billy used to work together um as a management team and billy heard the demo and ended up uh popping on a call with him he wanted to work with us uh got in with eric and once we were done with the first three songs um billy started shopping it around uh evr actually flew out to our first show and so uh the other labels just wanted to see a video of it uh dan Dan. i love dan yeah he's a good dude he's the best i love him yeah that's great. So he flew out, saw you guys, and, and then what did he sign you guys like pretty quickly? Within a week. Uh, we got an offer. Well, he said that we'll have an offer within a week after we, uh, before he left. So we uh, had the offer, uh, secured it that night, and I guess the show went well enough. But I got off stage and was immediately apologizing to all my dudes, like, yo, I just blew it. I'm so sorry. I'm oh. so sorry. Like, I was just so nervous, man. And I feel like, like the, because it's the singer uh, thing, dude maybe like well i just didn't want to let my guys down yeah. you know because like we'd worked so hard for it and well, the thing is the the ending note of uh like the first song we ever wrote was a song called speak softly and the ending note is just like this massive a5 that's just held out for a stupid amount of time mm-hmm. and i choked i just didn't go for it i went for like the lower note instead because I, I just like i was i was freaking out um, yeah yeah Oof. yeah but, so you knew it was uh, like a showcase yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we knew uh, they were that he was flying in for Where it was everything. the show at? Uh, it was in Austin, Texas at, man, I can't remember the name, like Dirty, no. The Dirt, the uh, red Dirty Dog? Maybe that, or is there one that's Red something? Red, red 7? Maybe it's Red 7. I feel like yeah, it's yeah. Red 7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. That's a that's a cool little room. Um, yeah, it was, it was good, but... Uh, yeah, we, we got to play with Sleepwave that night, and uh, so that was kind of fun because uh, Jack Burns uh, is, well, I guess, I don't know if that's still a band or not, but Jack Burns was playing guitar for him, and uh, he wrote Birth Eater, uh, Oceana's, like, best record. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. But that was like a big influential one. So I was on cloud nine after That's that. Sick. So, yeah. And then you guys yeah. got a record deal out of it too. Yeah. yeah. So, but I don't blame, I dude, I, I can't tell you how many times like it would singers in bands and everything. And, and not that like, I am saying like, Oh, it's a singer thing to think you did bad. It's just that there's so much mm-hmm. like, dude, it's like, I can have an off night playing bass, but I can yeah. still hit the note and it still sounds like the note. Right. Right. Like, a singer is like, it's really, it, it is like nerve wracking, you know? Like I always, yeah. I'm trying to remember, it was like someone I, one of, someone I talked to, some singer I talked to said, it's like going up there, like not feeling your voice and having to perform is like not being able to get it up. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Which uh, I get. It's like cuz you're putting yourself out there in front of all these people and then you try to do something and if you like or even by your standards if it's not like, you know, what you want it to be, it's embarrassing, right? right? Yeah. For sure. Even but if the I other think... person said, "Oh, no, it's fine. It happens all the time to everyone." Yeah. <laughs> right. For sure. But I think I think like the more you play and stuff, the more you kind of just shrug off bad, bad shows. Yeah. You um, have to be able to or you won't last. Yeah. Yeah. hundred um, percent. Just happened to be our first show ever that I just like dipped on the big thing. Wait, wait, so. wait. That was your first, that was your first show? First show ever. So your first show was a showcase for EBR and then you yep. got signed. Yep. It's great. Magical. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, Wow. Must have a lot of faith in you. I always, I always feel like labels are very nervous to pick up bands that aren't like road tested and stuff. You know? Yeah, I think the way that Billy was saying it was basically just to make sure I could do the high notes and shit. But Mm -hmm. um, he also just, I I don't know if he just wanted to fly out and hang or what it was, but dude, he's he's a joy. So I was was stoked. Yeah, he's fun. Yeah, so that made us feel like we were going to be at home. Yeah, yeah. So then, so you guys signed the EBR deal. How soon after that were you guys like out there touring, playing shows, and all that stuff? Oh God, like a year and a half or two. Okay, um, so you guys sat after, on it for a bit and then wrote and stuff, or yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because we had to we had to record the record, but we uh, we ended up doing like an EP instead, which was really annoying. Um, but yeah, we, yeah, that whole EP continuation thing, um, that everybody hates us for, but, uh, yeah, so we, we did another EP and then just didn't feel like we had all the songs for the record. So had to go back a few times and, um, record some more stuff, but mm-hmm. we, I want to say it was like, cause we waited like a year to release, uh, the first EP and then, I think it was like another year or two after that when the actual record came out. Okay. So um, we had been torn for a while before we released the full length. So. Got it. And what was yeah. like, did did they put you out on like a sweet tour for your first tour? Yeah, dude, we got to go out with uh, our last night and- uh, Oh, that's great. Yeah, man, they're, they're great dudes and like, it's just- Yeah, I grew up with some of those guys. Really? That's awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're from like the Boston area. Yeah, Tim yeah. and I grew up together. That's playing great, local man. shows and stuff. That's that's awesome. Who else was on that tour? Uh, 
Let's see. It was our last night. Hail the sun and Palisades. Hail the sun and Palisades. Those are like my homies, dude. That rules, nice, dude. Um, yeah, uh, Donnie and I are like. I want to say we're best friends, but I hope he would say that about me. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I love Donnie. He is one of the sweetest human beings I've ever met. Yeah, sure. he was our first episode, and um, oh, was he? That's awesome. Yeah, we worked together at Artery. We've toured together many, many times, and I play in uh, his other band, Nova Charisma, with him too. Oh, do you? Yeah, he's he's dude, like that's sick. Yeah, he's one of my yeah. dudes for sure. And, and awesome. like the Palisades dudes, the the very first tour um that i did with ice nine um they were supporting yeah. on as well so like i'm i'm very nice. close with those dudes too that's awesome so that's, man yeah our first two tours ended up being with palisades randomly which was cool but we uh didn't know what was going on with that for a minute we thought every tour was just going to be with them yeah uh, for a minute. <laughs> uh, that would have been oh, fun man, like, though they're so fun it would have been yeah. yeah but dude the the Nova stuff is sick. I, I was really stoked whenever I heard it because it reminded me of like Blood Brothers for some reason. Oh, um, they're like one of my so, favorites. I love yeah, the Blood dude. Brothers. So I love good. them. Um, so. Josh has no idea what that is, I bet. Not a clue. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I love it. Um, cool. That's great. So you had that, – that must have been a great first tour. Were you, were you first to four on that? Yeah, we were. I think I remember um, that ha that tour actually happening. Was that 2015, 2016? Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, it was a good tour, though. Like, um, we learned a lot on it. And, I mean, obviously, we still learned on every tour. But that was a good first tour just because they were very patient with us. Mm. Um, and, like, we'll... <sighs> We used to not be so outgoing. Like Zach is the guy that is super outgoing. The rest of us are like usually uh, very introverted because we mm -hmm. all just like play card games and stuff and sit at home and that's like kind of our lives and just play video games. But mm -hmm. um, so luckily they they were uh, I don't know they're just really good dudes. I, yeah, I can't, that's great. can't figure out how to phrase it right now. Was that like your personal first tour too, or was it was all of ours? So yeah. the very first tour any of you guys went on was, a, that's that's sick. Yeah, <laughs> do you know how is. sick that uh, is? We did do like with that indie band. We did like this one run to where a dude was supposed to book us a tour for a week, and it was like we went up from Arkansas to uh, Kentucky, Michigan, and some other stuff. He never booked it, and so we drove up to the first show, and I was like, "What do you guys want to do?" Because we have these two dates. And one was in Michigan, and we have to make it all the way back to, like, Arkansas. Oh, and wow. so I literally called the day of shows. Uh, this was during summer. And got us on a show every day but one. It was wow. stupid. But technically, I guess that could have been a tour. But we literally did it all in a Toyota. Well, Camry. you know what? I think that's a tour, dude. And that's, like, all the, right, most, right. that's that's the, like the yeah. most tour tour you can, like, as far as DIY goes. That was, like, my whole yeah. life for, for, like, five years. True. Did you guys also sleep in tents in Walmart parking lots? Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sick. Uh, uh, like not even tents. We, we, we built out our van. That was great. But my very first nice. tour, we did tents because we were in a Ford expedition and we stayed True. at, I remember we stayed at one Walmart in Philly for three days because we couldn't find a show. And they were like, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> like, are you, are you <laughs> leaving ever? And yeah. yeah. One day we'll get out of here. Um, 
But yeah, we did. I did the Walmart thing, dude, for... I can count. Maybe... I think I could count on two hands the number of times I've stayed in a hotel on tour and I've been touring for almost 10 years. Damn, dude. Yeah, we would yeah. we would not spe- like we did not do hotels. We were always van sleeping like when we were dude. DIYing it. That was my old band. Um Yeah. But yeah, we built bunks and a little kitchen in the trailer and all this like it was comfortable, but kitchen like we were DIY. Yeah, man, we had like a generator strapped to the trailer. We divided the trailer into two rooms. We had like the side door room where like there was a little kitchen with like a, you know, stove and a grill and all that stuff, microwave, because it all hooked up to the generator. And then the back was like the garage where all our gear was. It was great. Dude, that's cool. We, uh, we, so we're, we're in the same boat, like, uh, probably the same two hands hotel thing like the only times we ever get hotels is if like we're broken down and stuck in a city and have to like turn the van into somebody to work right, on yeah yeah um but we never did a kitchen and uh until warped tour we didn't have a generator or anything like that and like we just slept with doors open in the heat and everything yeah and it was fucking miserable but yeah we now did we're that too for sure. so uh if yeah. you check out I'll, I'll send you the link after but the my old band's digital tour bus like if you need inspiration our, our, oh, true. Yeah, our our bass player Chuck was, and our drummer, our drummer Chris, and our bass player Chuck owned that company, Black Market Custom. It was like a cab company, but Chris used to also be a build uh, builder at um, SJC. Know what that is. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So they yeah. like knew how to build shit and like made it nice. very very livable. You know. Yeah. That's yeah. sick. Yeah, we're a little too bougie for that now, so we uh, <laughs> we're never going back. But, now, what are you guys in now? Uh, we have an RV. Nice. So that's yeah. great. That's something I'd always wanted to have, but never had until we did yeah. like the bandwagon thing, um, which Fair is enough. probably a lot bumpier than an RV. They're both pretty bumpy, bro. Uh, have you done I, a bandwagon? Yeah, they're both pretty bad. Uh, yeah, the, the bandwagon is probably a little worse. The, but the, which one's worse? The bandwagon probably is a little worse. Yeah. yeah, you get those top bunks in the back of that bandwagon, and like gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Feels, yeah. man. I don't know anyone that's fallen out of one yet, but I'm sure it will happen. True. Um, <laughs> all right. So what? What that brings us up to? What point in your guys' careers? Like you, you would release the uh, your first album. You're doing these tours. Um, yeah. And then, what, what year was that? You said 2016, 2017. Yeah, when we started. Yeah. Touring. So what came next after that? Yeah. Uh, we toured on that record for way too long. Um, then we kind of just didn't know like the direction we wanted to go with the new stuff yet because I, I haven't listened to rock music in probably like eight years. So um, it's just not you. my forte. Yeah, I'm, it's just... I'm so with you. Yeah, it's just not what I'm into anymore. Um, hasn't been for a long time. But um, so like trying to adapt what the band already was along with the taste of the rest of the band. Mm-hmm. Um, we just kind of had to figure out what we wanted to sound like um, going into writing the next record after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that took a little bit of time. Like we did uh, a few singles in between, like just here and there, like we did one for Warped and then uh, did another one a little later. And we finally found like, who we wanted to work on the record with. Uh, we ended up doing 
the song called Pray with uh, Andrew Bayless. And uh, we really liked working with him, but working in his basement is kind of miserable. So uh, we we had to figure out uh, that whole ordeal and just like how we wanted to approach the next record. And um, that just took some time. And then after that, had to go back in and kind of just decide that we're not going to put any rules on uh, writing moving forward. And then uh, wrote the next record, I guess. And, and stuff. And- did you feel like it was a, a shift, like writing that, like a bigger shift writing that? Was it like challenging to kind of fit your style that you wanted to fit in there? Honestly, it was easier to write because we were just having fun with it. That's um, great. Also, it was uh, like usually I've, bands kind of have rules for themselves. Um, mm-hmm. So we're like they – I mean we did this with the first record on purpose because we wanted it to sound like – an ode to like the t- 2009 scene, you know? Um, and so like moving forward though, we, we wanted something different. We wanted something cool. Uh, I straight up forgot the question just now. I have the mind of a goldfish. I kind of uh, did too. Yeah. Uh, Josh, help us out here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember, dude. Oh, come no! on, Josh. <laughs> oh man. Oh All shit. Right. Wait, uh, I got another oh, one. Wasn't it like this? Isn't I know this question I'm going to ask is is related. Um, uh, okay. What's the pro? What's the writing process like for you guys? Oh, uh, dude, it's different every time. Uh, lately, it's been more like start with a vocal and build off of that. Um, so, but sometimes it's just like you just have a cool riff or something that yeah, we we'll write yeah. over, but. I appreciate the um, writing from the vocal spot, though. Like, I I write like that, and I don't. It's easier, isn't it? I think it is. But, uh, or, and and even if it's it's more challenging, I do feel like if you write around the thing that the whole song is supposed to be focused around, it's going to end up feeling better to me. Yeah, 100%. It seems like it'll flow better. Like, and then you have the cohesiveness of the song already because the vocal flows, therefore the instrumental, if it follows it will also flow. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's been, that's been the majority of, um, of the way that we've been writing. Um, at are least you guys, for the last uh, record. Uh, like jam it out in a room together kind of band or are you sending files back? Do you really do that anymore? I uh, dude. Yeah. It's really, like, yeah, dude. Like, like hail and Nova, like, they've never done it another way. Like they stay in the room, they, and they, and they just play songs. I don't remember songs that long. Like to take them somewhere and record them. I know, dude. I know. I mean, I'm sure they end up recording the parts, but like when they write, they are like all, it's super loud in a room together. Like I can't do that anymore. Like I like my volume nice and low and you know, and I just get to make little dots sound like drums. Does that mean that like, those kind of bands like they just write literally all at once and they just set aside time for that and they don't like just write i guess i don't like really know like i'm sure there's there's moments when like someone will add something on later but like i'm trying to remember like even back when i was younger being like okay play this because i want to play this over it and let's see if it sounds good but like that just seems like such a waste of time now to me Absolutely. Technology's <laughs> come too far for that kind of shit, man. 
Yeah. Like, it's cheap and easy to get like a setup to record. There's right. like everybody records. Like I'm sitting in like a recording space right now. Yeah. So yeah, we have like it's... two studios in our apartment right now. So exactly. like we're, we're fully in on that. Yeah. So, it's yeah. Just seems silly. But yeah, yeah, that's that's how it works for us. So Okay, so you wrote the album. Uh when when was the release date for that? COVID? Yeah. yeah it, was, it was when COVID hit, whatever that and was. Was was it like there was nothing you could do? Like, you, you was there any attempt to push it back or anything? Or was it just like, it's too late? We tried, but dude, it had been so long since we released any material. It's, and God, like, we felt, felt like you guys sat on can't... it. It was just going to get stale anyway. And you can't like, tour on it right now. No, we can't. And so now we've got to go back and write more music and write basically it's like a record that's never going to see the light of day oh, except for online what a killer no, I'm, I'm not sure about that i'm not sure about that but like we it, it does suck that like these songs aren't going to be able to be pushed as far as they could have because mm-hmm. like we can't go out and tour on it um, what about like and that's, live stream stuff anything like that we've talked about it it's just like and we did one like early on uh we just did like an acoustic thing um yeah I don't know, man. I just if, feel like they should be putting together like similar structured things at the live stream as they do with regular shows. Like, I would love for there to be a live stream with an opener, two bands in the middle, and a headliner, and like bands should still get paid that way. You know what I mean? But so, do you think if that's the case that you're going to be able to keep people's attention for that amount of time whenever they're at home surrounded by a million things to distract them i don't know but at least at that point it's like the bigger bands helping out the smaller band helping the smaller bands stay afloat and hopefully getting new fans still right because like these live streams they're great like i love the whole live stream platform but you really are only playing to to the fans that you already have yeah right 100 you're not you're not like really gaining much and like yeah i'm sure you're making money off of merch and all that but like i don't know man like i would love to like i just think it'd be fun also to just do like a it doesn't have to be as long as a regular show right because there wouldn't be like real changeovers you could just flip the camera you know and it would be an hour and a half of constant music yeah i think that'd be great that that would be cool i just i don't did you see the uh, live stream that like little Uzi did? Wasn't that in like a video game or something? Was that no someone else? Like, uh, someone did like it in Fortnite last week. No, I didn't yeah, see there, it. There, there have been video games doing that kind of thing for a uh, for a while. There's a like Fantasy Star has no. I don't think that's a live thing, but um, not like. Fuck, I already forgot what I was talking about. Lil Uzi Vert? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did a live stream, but like, it was, it just was, he said it was going to be weird, but it was like, and you know that like, if a crowd was there, it'd be lit, but it's just not. I feel like that's that kind of music though. Like that kind of stuff would need the crowd. I I feel like it's the same, because I. I mean, it's never going to be as good. As the real thing. Yeah. I just, I treat my shows the same way whenever I'm there. Like it, I want the energy to feel like as intense as like, like a hip hop show, because to me, those shows have more energy than a rock oh, show. for sure. A hundred percent. So I want that energy from the crowd whenever I play. And I feel like 
it's just it's just not going to be the same and i understand mm-hmm. that it's just I, nothing about it intrigues me yeah i, I don't like the idea of it right so. yeah it's not going to be like as fun but no. i i guess it's more i'm just thinking of it as a tool yeah just to, just I would, to keep going i would honestly prefer to do a drive through tour before that so yeah so what do you think about that i've 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 been i'm about it dude like telling people to wave their arms to get the windshield wipers synced up like i, I want to do it so bad <laughs> there's something yeah. about like having the audio of the show pumped through your car radio though that that could be weird so but weird. the thing is you don't have to do it that way like you don't have to pump it through that because you can use actual sound amplification i don't like, think there's they're no reason really you... doing it though because it's really? too expensive yeah it's cheaper no to, to do it through the radio than to rent out a whole huge pa Rip. yeah huh. so that's weird right because then people are like maybe listening to it quiet in their car <laughs> and then like they open up the doors and all they can hear is drums right because there's no amps or whatever that's that was like someone told me their experience with it and said like it was cool to see a live band but mm-hmm. it it definitely wasn't the same like not even close yeah i didn't know that aspect of it uh, i really didn't that's yeah i mean sucks. maybe some places are but the ones that i yeah. know of it's all through the radio yeah wow yeah i, I didn't know that pretty weird that's unfortunate right? That's really weird, man. I mean, think about that, sitting in the car with your friends and someone be like, can you turn it down for a second? <laughs> like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude. I don't know. Definitely. That's weird. whack. Yeah. Like, uh, see, that feels worse it, to me. Like, yeah, it might be. I don't know which <laughs> is worse, to be honest. They're both pretty gross. Damn, I feel like I just so, like ruined your night. <laughs> it's all good i don't expect to tour until like 2023 so yeah if that i know yeah okay yeah, well sucks. let's let's segue because that kind of brings us up to present um this is where we kind of end all of our interviews um with we always end with a, a one or two tour stories and and the way i always frame these for everyone is that like give give us the the juicy stuff you know mm-hmm. like these I wouldn't want this this isn't like gonna be written down in a magazine somewhere. This is like, you know. Give me some goods. Jo- Josh is a big fan of I say this every episode. Josh and I are big fans of all the ones that have involved P so far. <laughs> you have one that can involve P. Yeah, most people do, I'm I'm learning. There's a lot of P yeah. stuff. Well, I mean, there's so many bands that just like piss in bottles and stuff, so there yeah. you go. There's, there's and so many people P too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So many people pee. I guess you're right. Yeah. Uh, okay. I got one that involves pee then. We'll go that way. Um, so there was a rest stop that we stopped at in like the middle of the night. Like they have the, the pumps on to where you can, uh, like we're going through some mountain pass. And so they still had the pumps to where you could put your card in and get, get, uh, gas and everything without having an attendant or with right. them being closed, I should say. Um, so we stop, uh, we're getting gas, uh, everybody's got to pee. So we all hop out. We like go around the building because it's, it's, uh, the door is locked, they're closed. Uh, so like, uh, one goes around the building to pee. Uh, somebody that tour, I think it was the, uh, heard you wouldn't tour. Um, and so if somebody said, you know, heard you wouldn't, you have to do it. 
So uh, there was somebody that said, yo, I bet you won't piss on the handles of the door. So obviously we're assholes. Um, but so we have one guy that goes up to piss on the handle, uh, to the door. And then another person that's like, uh, yo, I heard you wouldn't go, uh, like piss on the hood to, or the, the handle of the door to the car. I was like, yo, I'm not, that's what it was. It was the handle to the door of the car. I'm like, yo, I'm not doing that. Cause that's, that's, that's nasty. And I was like, yo, but I will piss on that hood though. So I go over there and like, there's no coverage or anything. And I go and I like piss on the hood. Somebody goes <laughs> behind the dumpster. And I'm coming back, and Zach was behind the dumpster. Dude comes out of the uh, the gas station and, like, is locking up for the night. And we're all just there, dicks out, like, pissing. And so everybody starts running back. Zach actually, like, trips, gets a bunch of rocks in his hands and everything, like, while Wait, we're all running back. this dude back came out and saw you guys peeing on his car? We don't know if he saw it or not. But that was, like, <laughs> all of things. Uh, but, yeah, so we uh, – we're pieces of shit. Uh, so That's there's, so good. But he had to wear – so after that, he had to wear gloves on his hands so that he could play guitar because he had, like, rocks all in his palms. Oh, uh, wow. And so he had to wear fingerless gloves to play guitar the rest of tour. That's uh, hilarious. So he, like, went straight mic him. Yeah, I was just going to say that. He should have put the eye yeah. on too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I think one of my like favorite ones was literally on our first tour. Even like we've got we got plenty just like every band does. But like one of my favorite ones, it still just blows my mind because um all right, so like there's a mountain pass in Colorado. We didn't know what way to take to like start the tour and get to LA. This is but 70 also, or 80, 82, right? I don't or, remember roads because I don't drive I don't, on tours. Yeah, so, I know I know the yeah. two highways. They're both pretty dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, well, we took the one that's like through um, through Denver, and then we were gonna cut down and go to Vegas because we'd never traveled yeah, that's, west. That's seventy in a van. Yeah, so we went went through seventy, and then we started going up the mountain pass, and we're like, man, this like we stopped to get gas, like, dude, it's getting cold. Like I'm in shorts. Um, and so, what time like, of year was it? I don't feel like it was too late, but I think it was a fall tour, so it was okay. probably like uh september ish okay. august september maybe maybe even october i don't know somewhere in that ma- that span but um thanksgiving was on that tour so it was november got it because we had thanksgiving in canada and ate sushi for thanksgiving wow um, i had chinese yeah. food last year nice yeah that's fun <laughs> yeah nobody nobody really celebrates anymore not not in a regular <laughs> way um but we're driving through this mountain pass and like we think something's wrong with the van and like it's just not getting up these hills and all this kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden it like comes down. It's a, just a blizzard. And Zach's just sitting there driving like this. Like he, he's he probably aren't going to see me doing this in a podcast, but like he's <laughs> up on the wheel and like he's just like because uh, Cole had – Yeah, yeah, like white – like just hard up on it. And Cole is usually like – at this point like he didn't know how to deal with uh anxiety or anything and so like he's like if he was driving he would have been tripping out but he's like man i'm just glad it's not me that's driving but he's sitting over there like chain vaping just like like trying not to not to trip uh or freak out whatever yeah yeah. and so uh we're getting up this thing and like the head like it's just getting worse and worse like we just can't make it up these hills and we're getting down to like 35 miles an hour and like a 55 and we just can't like get it going and yeah. like the snow is just coming down it's coming down so fucking thick and then it's like 
all of a sudden we see a tunnel. I'm just, I just lean up between them. Like, Hey guys, would it be crazy if like, like we went through this tunnel and everything was just clear on the other side? They're like, oh, yeah, that'd be sick. And we drive through it literally like green on the other side. Like the storm couldn't make it over. The I know exactly what tunnel you're talking about too. That's yeah, funny. Dude, we speed like back up to regular speed and everything. And everybody's just like, literally, I wish I had it on, on, uh, on video because everybody just simultaneously just the, ah! just like, <laughs> uh, but dude, it was so cool. And that drive was awesome. Uh, the amazing the drive, drive, right? When you get to is. like Glenwood Canyon toward the end of it. No clue, but realized Aspen's over there. So yeah, oh, um, it's incredible. But yeah, I think, I think the only drive that was prettier is whenever we did like a full Canadian tour and got to go up through like Banff and stuff like that. Yeah. Still um, haven't done that. Banff is like number, like it's in my top five for me. Dude, it's gorgeous. I need to go but there. We, uh, we camped there for the night and were woken up by, or awoken, woken up, whatever you want to say, uh, by furries. So that was a thing. Whoa. Uh, one of, wait. They got Wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, Sorry, you just you just broke van. up for like. Uh, Dylan kicks open the door. It's like, what yeah, the hold fuck on, are you Kyle. Doing? What's, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my thing, but I think you froze oh, for like good. ten seconds. You want to start that no. one over, and I'll edit it. Okay. Okay. Uh, where was Sorry. I? Uh, so, uh, where was that? Okay. So in Banff, uh, parked there for the night. And so, uh, like we all go to sleep and then this, uh, like RV parks in front of us and, uh, we like wake up and there's a dude in a furry costume outside of, uh, the van pissing on it. And Dylan doesn't know what's going on. Cause he thinks somebody's breaking into the van. So he like kicks open the doors, like what the fuck is going on? Like starts to starts to yell at him and stuff and didn't realize he's like oh, and, uh anyway but uh <laughs> then if you could look through the back and there were like furries fucking in this rv like with the lights on and everything are you fucking uh, kidding me yeah so that's Jeez. uh that, that was our experience at banff wow, um, that's such a beautiful but you know place. canadians are all nice so like they're <laughs> very apologetic of their furry things uh, that is so but, funny yeah, so that's I mean, amazing. everybody's got plenty. I didn't think I'd have two piss stories, but um, that's yeah. good. Oh man, I have I have one one that I want to tell just because it, it the first one you told going up the hill, I just thought of it because it was actually on the yeah. same highway. My old band when we were touring there, we were going up that same like sl- actually we're coming from the other way, um, going west to east, and um, same thing. We're going up the mountains, and it starts like snowing and everything and we're having so much and it's there's also traffic so like we couldn't even go fast to like keep the speed up so we every time we had to go like everyone except the driver had to get out and push the van to get it started because there was so much snow on the ground right and so we'd have to push the van to get it started and but we knew we were going to stop again right like we knew it was going to happen so we'd run to get back in the van while it's moving but this one time our bass player sam couldn't make it back in and i was like don't fucking stop keep going like there's no way we're gonna have to stop again he'll catch up right yeah and next thing you know we're driving and all of a sudden it wasn't me driving it was chuck again he's driving he's like it's actually feeling pretty good now i wonder if we should stop for sam and i was like why does it feel so okay right now and we turn around and, and i looked out the window and sam is leaning out of 
like a giant like pickup truck window and they're pushing us up the hill like he's up against the trailer just pushing us <laughs> up the hill <laughs> in, the, in the truck Dude, it was amazing yeah, it's so oh my good. God. We left him behind. He got picked up by some random dude that pushed us up the hill. <laughs> That's nuts. awesome, though. So good. Man, that is uh, great. And always good to hear a uh, like an uplifting one. We have a lot of the same stories. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a small good. small world. Only, only certain things happen in the Matrix, and they just repeat. That's all this it is. This is true. Yep, yep. Yeah. All right, dude. Simulation. Well, um, before we wrap up, is uh, where can people find you and in, in your band on socials and stuff like that? Uh, everything is picturesque band. Uh, let's see, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, the Spotify is just picturesque. Uh, stream that shit let's until you die. Cool. Yeah. Great. Well, anything else yeah. you want to add before we wrap up? No, nah, man. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, dude. And um, hopefully we'll hear from you again soon and, and we'll be able to actually see your band live, whether it be streaming or in the drive through or in a real thing. We'll see. Yeah. All cool. right, dude. Well, thanks again for coming on. Appreciate it. And we will talk to you soon. All right. All right. All right dude. See you, my dude. See you later. Bye, guys. Since you up and left I should pray a little more I shouldn't pray for death Get out my head, girl, I'm already over you I'm just sitting, waiting for my body to figure it out If you need me up to come over, I'm down I know in my heart you don't need me I still let you back Cause I'm dying without your attention Without you, I'm No, no, no I can't feel you when you kiss me Bowie. 
Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.